Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I am Zoe Lyons. And I'm Stephen Bailey. And this is Let's Talk About the Husband. This is the podcast where we can take a cultural reality check on reality TV. That's what we said on episode one, Zoe. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're saying on episode two. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a reality check of your own, if I may. Please. It's very important to know who you're working with around here. And the other day you rang me and said, oh, we should do an episode on Selling Sunset because this is this really important documentary about real estate. (laughs) And I thought, well, it's not a documentary. And I thought, is Zoe Lyons off her tits? (laughs) So I was just Googling just to check there was nothing wrong with you before we released this. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say something. Zoe Lyons notable works and roles okay mm-hmm. this is on google there are many there are yeah. many there's mock the week acceptable yeah. classic look at you zoe lyons hosts bbc's lightning mm-hmm. classic zoe lyons kickstarted her career in the reality show survivor <laughs> you've had me believing that you're a radio 4 comedian you're, <laughs> you're a reality star grand dame. Don't I am. Listen, Stephen, I'll have you know, oh. I'm, I am the original reality star. I feel that cheated. That is my secret all along. Oh. All along. 2001, 2002. Yeah, 2001. You were before Girls Allowed. I was before a lot of things. I think I was pre-Jesus. I mean, it was... Uh... <laughs> Explain yourself with immediate effect. Okay. You're trash. I am total trash, but I I think I managed to hide it quite well for 21 years. Until now. I'm about to ruin your career. Yeah. So let me explain to you how this happened, Stephen. So it was, the year was 2000, yeah, end of 2000. And I was working as as a bartender in a restaurant in London and I'd trained as an actress, um, as we all had, as yeah. everybody had working in bars in London, you know. It was going, I'm going to say, not well, my career, in that I was uh, pulling a full five or six split shifts in a restaurant a week. There wasn't much entertainment happening other than that. And one lunchtime when I was at my job, I saw an advert in The Guardian. This is this is almost pre-internet. Guardian's posh. <laughs> the Guardian is posh, but then you know me. Um, <laughs> Uh, I thought I did. Uh, yeah. It's just, it wasn't pre-internet, but it was definitely pre... Like, you didn't have internet on your phones at this point. And so... Was you, it when you started to plug it into the wall? Did you have to plug it into the wall? Yes. I don't think Wi-Fi was a thing, because 2001, not to depress you, I was at high school. <laughs> and we had a computer laboratory. Oh, they were always funny, weren't they? The, the, the original computer laboratory. <laughs> yeah. The big sort of computer that went about 18 foot out the back of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so uh, the only way you sort of found out about things in, in still in 2000 was sort of newspaper adverts. I and there was have. an advert in The Guardian that just, it said, um, I said something along the lines of, you know, would you like to be a contestant in this new ITV series, Survivor? Now, I've heard of this show because my friend was American and she told me about it because it had come out in America first and it was massive in the States. Yeah. And I was sitting there in my apron at my waitressing job going, I bet I could get on that. I literally saw the advert and I went, I bet I can get on that. <gasps> like, I did you just I, know? I just knew I could get on it. I thought, if I can get an interview, I can get on it. And Why? Because you thought you had like a razzle dazzle personality that was fit for reality <laughs> TV, or was it because you were like, I can survive? Oh well, both of those things. 
I think there was a little bit of the, you know, innate lesbian bear grill within me, which is um, not a sentence I ever thought I'd say. But, you know, I'm pretty good at rubbing a couple of sticks together. Um, and I, <laughs> I did not expect that from you, sweetheart. <laughs> and Big Brother had just been out. So that Big Brother had just, the first series of Big Brother had just gone out on British television. So people were sort of already tuning in to what it would take to get on a show like that. That's how sort of... Because uh, Big Brother 1 was like huge, It wasn't was it? enormous. It was enormous. So people had already sort of registered that if this, if you could get on something like that, then it would might have repercussions. You know, it could, it was pretty big. So I'd, I'd watched bits and pieces of the Big Brother. Not, not all of it, but I'd obviously been aware of it. And I saw this advert in The Guardian and I thought, I can get on that. So I sent off for it. It was an application form. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I filled it out. And I just put in a few little bits and pieces in there that I thought they're going to pick up on this. And then, Like what? Like what? Uh, I put, I did, I think I put actress. I so wasn't. I was a bartender, but I thought that'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that'll, that'll jazz it up. Uh, I, I dropped in gay because I went, I'll have one of everything. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, e- even back in 2000, they were like, oh, that's a bit exotic. Yeah. Um, Especially a lady gay. A, a lady gay. A lady gay. Quite exotic in, in the 2000s. Um, and I can't remember else, but, but, but um, yeah, I got an interview. I got an interview. So I got an interview with... Uh, uh, some of the producers at ITV, and I just made them laugh. That's what I did. I just went and did this interview and made them laugh. So did you just, like, literally go in they were like, so, like, what did they ask you? They if asked I'm going to get on a reality like, show, I need to know. Uh, they asked me, uh, you know, could I eat rat? Uh, and I what said, was your answer to that? Well, I said... Uh, <laughs> I've had worse. I've, I've, been in, I've been in many, many... <laughs> dodgy, <laughs> <laughs> dodgy takeaways I've probably eaten it without knowing love so um, I it was all you know was I fit that was the other thing they were quite keen on that because um, obviously it was quite it was quite an intense show Survivor you, uh, I lied at that point and I said I was I really wasn't um, and then there was I had to do another round of interviews and honestly I can't quite remember the sort of flow of events Stephen but before I knew it February 2021, I was on the plane to Borneo. 2021? Yeah, 2000, 2001. 2001. 2001. 2001. Yeah. I was like, uh, Borneo during a worldwide <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> 2001, I was on a plane to Borneo. Tell Right, so set the scene. How old were you in 2001? 2001, I was 29. 29. And did yeah. you think, right, what was your thought going into this? Because obviously Big Brother, they came out and they were doing like adverts. They mm-hmm. were like doing those appearances in clubs. Mm-hmm. Most people bought their first house from yeah. being Big Brother. Did you think this is going to kickstart my acting career? Or were you like, fuck the acting career, think about the money? Uh... I think all of us thought maybe that something would come out of it. Yeah. yeah. I think Wish You Were Here was still on television. I thought maybe I could get to present Wish You Were Here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here in Malaga. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I knew I knew if I played it all right, it wouldn't... Yes, I went in with Machiavellian... Uh, undertones. You don't yeah. do that sort of thing without having some sort of game plan, do you? I mean, 100% you'd be ridic- no. Why, why would you do that? It'd be ridiculous. So they flew us out to Malaysia, right? We went to Borneo um, and uh, we had to stay in a hotel for a week without seeing anybody. I think it was all very secretive. It was on ITV. They spent 10 million on this show at the time and that was a huge amount of money, an enormous amount of money. Um, Oh, wait, we, I have a question speaking of money. So did mm. you get paid for being in or did you only get paid if you won? Right, so the prize money was a million pounds. That was, I mean, it was significant, and even today. And um, I know you didn't win. I didn't win, Stephen. No, no you're right. Yes. <laughs> you were in the first series and you placed six out of 16 contestants. No, I've got that wrong. I was in the first series. and I, Oh, yes, I placed, I came six, I... Yes, I got down. To, I was the eleventh person to be voted off. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it said you left after two members of your Eula Tribe Alliance aligned with the eventual winner. Yeah, those yeah. dickheads. Those absolute dickheads. Yeah, it was. Um, it was fascinating. And the thing is, look, 
they'd warned us it was going to be quite rough, but it was proper rough. It was proper, proper rough. We had water, but n- not really any food for a month. And well, a the boat first r- series as well, you're getting up where the production don't really know what they're doing. No. So you're like the guinea pig as well. It'd be like, like I bet second series, they were like, we need to give them more food. They're leaving all skin and bone. Oh, I was, I was eight stone. Oh. When I left that island, I was eight stone something. I looked like a I looked like a match head. It was um, <laughs> it was remarkable. But the weirdest thing about it, so yes, we, we were kept in, we were kept in a hotel for a week on a without seeing anybody, and we were all given code names um, because they didn't want they didn't want to let people know who was on the show. My code name was Anne Flood. I always remembered it. Anne Flood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So every time I went to you know, had to you know, phone room service or something, that was, they were like, "Hello, Miss Anne Flood." I was like, "Oh yes, that's my code name." It was all quite exciting. Um, and then, yeah, on the day we started filming, we we got put on this big sort of um, it was like a sort of uh, tall ship, and sailed out to this island that we were put on. I nearly died within the first thirty seconds of the show, Stephen. What happened? Well. <laughs> Lots of people, lots of the contestants were quite fit and quite, you know, coordinated. I was neither fit nor coordinated at that point in my life, and um, we had, we had, we had, we were taken from the long, the big tall ship, and we were put on rafts, and uh, we had to jump off the boat onto onto these rafts. I completely mistimed <laughs> it, and I jumped between this massive boat and the raft, and I got my head caught between the raft and the boat, and I nearly died within the first thirty seconds. And I, re- I vividly remember thinking. Oh, this is really undignified. In the first 30 seconds of a reality TV show, I'm going to die in front of millions of people. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. But think how famous you would have been if you I'd had have been died. really famous, and there'd have been some sort of big, massive insurance payout, and my oh wife my. would be happy. Yeah, now, your family would be fine. Trade, so they'd be absolutely fine. So, you know, every cloud. Every you were with your wife when you went in, right? I was, yeah. You were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was her thoughts on this whole thing? Well, I think the thing is, I'd been quite unbearable to live with for quite some time because I'd been such a sort of depressed uh, waitress that wasn't doing much with their lives. And I think she was quite glad to have me shipped off to Borneo for nearly two months. <laughs> I think there was a sense of relief. She was like, you go do it, babes. I'm sure it'll be really good for you. You go do that. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So is this experience why you're quite negative towards my reality TV love. Possibly. It could possibly have some sort of... I haven't sort of psychologically um, delved into this, but possibly. I Because I forget I've done this, and then I, I'm re- reminded like by people like you that this is something that I actually did. And um, it's... Uh, it's such a strange, yeah. It was Why is it not on your thing? tour poster? I would <laughs> definitely go and see the star of Survivor rather than the star of Goddamn Mock the Week. Would you? I would. Okay, yeah. 
but that's I me. Did, do you know what? It was such an... Ex- it was, it, I, once I was there, I was like, right, I'm just going to treat this like a, some sort of weird experiment because cause reality TV was so new at that point. Um, we didn't have... There were, there were no... So there was no social media, so mm-hmm. I was able to do it without any end of the backlash or any of the sort of, you know, who's that idiot? Um, so we did it sort of naively and yeah. um, and gently. Um, and we, I was able to get away with it because, you know, a year later, nobody could remember it. So it was fine. So... Do you feel like that was the case? So, like, a year later, like, did you come out and you were, like, really famous and people were grabbing you being like, oh, my God, you're the lesbian from Survivor. <laughs> a lit- for a while, yeah, for a while, yeah, there was that. But it did go away quite quickly. So I was quite pleased about that because I'd already decided once I'd got on this show that, well, actually, what I really, really, really wanted to do was comedy. What I really wanted to do was stand-up. And I kept thinking, but I can't... I, 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 I'm going to say I was savvy enough at the time to know that I didn't want to be the comedian who'd been on a reality TV show. So what did you do to do the segue? Did you just deny any knowledge of Survivor? I left it before I even started doing stand-up. I knew I wanted to do it, but I just left it a year because I didn't want it to be that person who was on Survivor. So I I managed to sort sort of get through it. But actually, the show was quite good for me because... I did really, and I, I, I mean, it was, there was snakes, Stephen. I mean, they said it was going to be bad, but I didn't really fully engage with that. I really didn't. When they went, it's an island off Borneo. I just thought, I don't know what I thought in my head. I was like, I can't Did you think it bad. would be a TV set? I thought maybe there'd be some towels, some toilet roll, perhaps. Um, but, but no, I mean, it was um, it was fairly brutal. I got bitten by a moray eel. Um, there was a, one of the episodes I was bitten by a moray eel in the water. And we all thought it was a sea snake that had bitten me, which is one of the most poisonous animals on the planet. And for about 15 minutes whilst being filmed, I thought I was going to die. And it was fascinating to watch the other contestants around me. I could see them. They went from momentary concern to uh, that's another one bites the dust oh. closer to the million quid honest to, honestly that's honestly. what i was gonna ask because a million is a lot like nowadays like the prize money is like 20 grand which is a yeah. lot of money but like it's not like life-changing million no. pound money is it million so, pounds a lot of money yeah so was people like as venomous as the snakes yeah Oh, yeah, it was quite bitchy. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. did it put Real Housewives to shame? Oh, it did, because we had no... There was no vajazzling to hide behind. We were being yeah. eaten... We were being bitten by rats on a daily basis. So did you have, like, an arch reality show nemesis? Like, if you're Kyle Richards, who's yeah. your Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> My Vanderpump. Well, it was weird actually, because um, uh, the one of the one of the one of my teammates uh, on Ula, that was my team. Yeah. Um, By the way, did you pick your own teams? No, we were, no. We, were we were we were put together. There was a psychologist that put us together. Oh, that's never going to end well, is no, it? No, no. It was we were deliberately put together. I think so that we would all be on the extremes of the circle. Oh I think it's fair to God. say he did a pretty good job because, actually, after a while, the mosquitoes, the snakes and the rats weren't the problem. Uh, as Jean-Paul Sartre said, and you'll know this, Stephen, hell is other people. So um, I know that. I've never heard of Jean-Paul. The only Jean-Paul I know is in Hollyoaks, and that's not who I think you mean. No, I don't think he said that. I'm pretty sure that that very famous phrase did not come out of Hollyoaks. Um <laughs> But hell very much is other people. You can go without food, you can go without shelter, but if you are surrounded by people who are irking you on a daily basis, that'll 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 kill you in the end. Did you ever lose your shit? Yes, a couple of times I lost my shit. Yeah. And it takes a lot to lose my shit. I take a lot to lose my shit. But I didn't really lose it with other people so much as more of the sort of situation like um I tell you what happened, it's quick. So we used to have to do challenges and we'd be given things to help us survive. And one of the things we were given was um, a spear, a spear, um, so for like getting fish, yes, fish, snorkel and uh, mask. And it was so funny. (laughs) So we run this spear, fish, snorkel and and mask, this fishing spear. And um, 
immediately all the blokes went, right, we'll go get fish. And I knew I was very, very good at holding my breath. I knew I was very good at swimming underwater, but I said nothing. I just let them go, right? And they were, they were useless, absolutely useless. They got nothing. They got nothing at all. And uh, after about a day, I went, could I um, could I have a go on the old spear and snorkel and mask? And they went, yeah, go ahead, for, you know, for, for go for your life. Anyway, turns out I'm an excellent fisherwoman, and I managed to I managed to feed the camp for the following week. So, <laughs> do you get any prizes for that? You get uh, you get the respect and love of your teammates, and therefore did you give a shit about that? Not really. I was just more no. interested in having a bit of food. But also, it meant that you weren't voted off because we were voting each other off. It wasn't it, we were it was all domestic voting. It wasn't it wasn't public voting us off because it was all filmed before in it went out. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, but no, it turns out I'm very good at spearing fish. I think we're now unpicking why you have PTSD <laughs> about goddamn reality. Yeah. It's because you've been through it. You know the secrets. You know what's real. You know what's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I just it's... say, I've just found an article on the Evening Standard. Mm-hmm. Where, what year did you start comedy, please? Two, 2003? Okay. 2004? Well, in 2004, an article comes out in the Evening Standard with a very young appearing Zoe <laughs> Lyons. Yes. It said, Survivor Zoe. Oh, you see. the last laugh. Yeah. So it, Zoe it, Lightens might have lost to Charlotte the harlot. Let's talk about her in a mere moment. Uh, <laughs> Zoe Lyons might have lost to Charlotte the harlot in ITV's Survivor. But last night, the reality, the reality TV personality, that's you, Mrs. Oh, I Don't Like Reality. She's oh, a reality TV personality. Showed that when it comes to comedy, she's actually a winner because she scooped second in the Funny Women Award, which I would just like to say to the journalists, that's not no, actually winning. No, I came winning. first. Scooping, oh, scooping the second Funny Women Award. Yes, Got yes, it. thank you. Second year, sorry. The former actress, that must cut deep. That cuts very deep. <laughs> the former actress lives in Brighton, pocketed yeah. the 2000 prize against stiff competition. Yeah. So you were only like, what's that? 998,000. <laughs> 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 It's all right for second prize, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. Do you think your minor celebrity helped you tip the award, or were you just funny and everyone else was garbage? Um, Because you're good press for the second year of a new competition. I was good press. I think that's what won it for me, because if I think back to the set that I did, it was pretty hack. Not true. Pretty hack. But I did, you know, it... So I managed to survive actually quite long on survive. I was thirty-four days on that island, which is, it is, yeah, pretty good going, pretty good going. So when I left it, when I did leave it, what happened was everybody got their own like post-show program, an hour-long program on ITV. No. Um, yeah, yeah, hosted by John Leslie. Get in, and um, he had an hour-long show all about you. Uh, after after each one was voted off, um, <laughs> they must have spent so much money on this, and the ratings were really bad. Anyway, so uh, uh, I actually got an agent as a result of doing it. No, you didn't. I did. I got an agent. Who yeah, was got... your re- well? Do you want to say who they were? Do they still exist? They do still exist. They're not okay. still my agent. But then having no. said that, I've I've had more agents than pairs of knickers. So um, me too. But okay, here's the after after result of doing that came off that show and then this is what we call the tea on RuPaul's Drag Race, by the way. What's the tea? It's like the truth. The tea. She's spilling the tea. I'm spilling my tea. She's pouring the truth. I'm dribbling my tea all yeah. over here, oh. Stephen. I'm dribbling you my tea, right? So I got off. I got an agent as a result of doing this show. Um, what kind uh, of agent? Like a presenting one, just like a celebrity one? It was Com- sort of a presenting comedy agent. Oh, okay. I hadn't, I hadn't really started doing that much. Yeah. That, it was, I think it was more speculative uh, representation. Um, <laughs> you know, but, right, this was quite cool. Um, 
Channel 4 were relaunching their breakfast show. They had, remember the big breakfast on Channel yeah, 4? Do you remember that? Breakfast. You've probably been watching it in your little shorts before you went to school. Correct. Um, yeah. So they were, they were re-pitching for that. And um, uh, they were, Planet 24 made a, pilot, a new pilot for the show and they wanted an L.A. correspondent. And uh, in the pilot, I got the job as L.A. correspondent. No. Did you go to yeah. L.A.? I went to L.A. <gasps> Yeah, I got sent to LA. Yeah. Oh, I cannot. You're acting like this really weird posh Radio Four woman, and you've yeah. done all this cool shit. I got sent to LA as their LA correspondent. What, what I had did you do, oh, Stephen? It was so funny because I had no idea what I was doing. Right? They sent me to LA. They put me up in the Standard Hotel in oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Everyone stays at the Standard Hotel in Hollywood. It was just so funny because I was so out of my depth. And um, you know, you check into the to the Standard Hotel when I was this twenty years ago. You check in. There was a there was a woman in a glass cabinet behind the reception, dressed as Snow White, asleep. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, uh, but she was clearly probably in the same position I was, a sort of failing actress. So that's what that was her survivor. She was oh in a sort of God. airtight glass container, whereas I had suddenly ended up in L.A. So I got sent to L.A. I had all these people around me. I had um, uh, um, I had this incredible makeup artist who who was the original Batman? What was his name? Come on, Batman. Um, Which version? The, the film versions. Is it Michael Keaton? It is Michael Keaton. Thank that was producer Paul, Paul everyone. Yeah, that was producer Michael. I had Michael Keaton's makeup artist, right? Um, I had a wardrobe woman who. Now you know me, Stephen. You know. This I, is uh, everything that you're not... You're living my dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lived your dream. Um, I, I had a wardrobe woman who had to take me around shops in LA buying me outfits to wear. You should have seen what they put me in. You should have seen what... The, oh, Has so anyone what? ever got you in a dress? I was in a, I was in a leather skirt for this. Oh, a leather uh, skirt. Uh, by the um, way, just for the listener, I'm not being offensive, being like lesbians don't wear dresses. I'm just saying this lesbian I have never seen in her dress. Doesn't wear dresses. Yeah. This lesbian doesn't wear dresses. <gasps> this lesbian oh, hasn't worn a dress since she was four. But they managed to get me into a leather skirt with high heel boots. Oh. And, and I'm going to say a boob tube. I, it was just... a boob tube. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it was so odd, Stephen, because I'd never been in an environment like that before. I had a poolside room in the, you know, the Standard Hotel in L.A. with my dresser, my makeup artist. And any time anybody came into the room, they, like, the woman who was looking after me would, going, would say... Uh, um, uh, sorry, you'll have to you'll, you'll have to give me a minute. I'm with the talent, and that's the first time I've ever heard anybody referred to as the talent. And every time they said I'm with the talent, I would look around because I thought somebody'd walked in. And it took me about two days to realise I was the talent. Oh, I was the talent. God. You were a TV. You were the Ryland of 2002. I was. I was very much the Ryland of 2002. Yeah. They and we filmed in this house up in the Hollywood Hills. This incredible, beautiful mid-century uh, Californian bungalow that went looked at. It had an infinity. It was one of the original 1950s beautiful beautiful properties. Infinity pool that looked out all over LA, and that's where I filmed from. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. Okay, I have too many questions. Yeah. Okay, um, I need to try and order these questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so when did, like, the sh this show beside mm. of your post-Survivor fame mm. wear off? Obviously, you've got it again now because of comedy, but when did that iteration of it wear off? Very much like magnesium hitting water. It was an instant <laughs> spark and it instantly <laughs> faded. It was like... And that was it. It was gone. That was the only thing I ever got. I got to make a pilot in LA. That was. Have all you I ever got. seen the pilot? N no, I had some photographs somewhere, and I can't find them anymore. But I've never seen the pilot. So, uh, um, it, it. So my job was they'd come to me live in LA. So it was breakfast time in in London. Yeah. And you know, uh, and when you say uh, they, who were the hosts in London? Uh, it, oh, they varied. Um, 
uh, I can't remember now who was back in London. Um, so it'd be like great names, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, I, and I'd never done anything like that before. So big TV set up, you know, in my ear, producers in my ear. I'm walking around this pool in LA going, hey, I'm Zoe Lyons reporting live from LA. And I had no clue what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing. It Do you was- know, Zoe Lyons to me as well has always been a very like, um, household name kind of name. Do you know, like, mm. Holly Willoughby? I just feel Zoe Lyons just floating around the house. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had an autobiography? And if not, when are you going to write and release one? I should, because it'd be quite interesting. Well, it wouldn't be... Well, it'd be interesting to me. Well, not to me. I've it would it. be so interesting. Yeah. It was It was funny. I think about it now, and it was really, really funny. It was just a funny thing to do, and then I got flown home. Oh, and I got to do it twice, because the first time time they did it they weren't quite happy with the production back in london so they sent me out again so i got to i got sent out twice to la to do this and twice dressed up like a sort of like i'm going to say destiny's child's fifth member that was never oh allowed out of the God. attic it was just did they fly you first class no not even oh. business what thought, yeah it was economy because I remember thinking as well, fun. no, it wasn't very fun. But I did get quite looked after when I was in LA. They took me out one night to a to a club, and uh, I was in this club, and um, I turned round, and right behind me was George Clooney and Matt Damon. And how can you <laughs> scoff at reality TV <laughs> when it has done all this for you? I was stood. I was still, I, the girl I was with went, don't look now, but right behind you is, uh, is George Clooney and Matt Damon. So of course I, of course I turned around and went, oh my God, it's George Clooney and Matt Damon. And, um. Did you parlay avec them? I parlayed avec George Clooney. <gasps> yeah. I Tell sort of more. sidled up and I just went, I went, hello, George. I went, you don't know me. I just, but I'm just a massive fan. I just wanted to say hello. And uh, he was like, oh, lovely to meet you. What are you doing in LA? And I went, well, actually, George, I'm <gasps> a pilot for a British TV <sighs> programme. And then we had a little parlay. And I didn't talk to Matt Damon because he was, he, he was with a woman that was giving me dirty eyes. Oh, so, um, my God. Yeah, yeah. So I parlayed with George Clooney. So, you know... You never know. I think the lesson from this story, Stephen, is I've learned in life not to say no to things because you never know what weird butterfly wing connection there will be somewhere down the path. So I answered a, an advert in an edition of The Guardian one lunchtime whilst a waitress in London, miserable. And eight months later, I'm talking to George Clooney in a nightclub in L.A., so, so answer me this, because the whole point of our new show mm. is I'm trying to convince that we can learn really good life lessons from mm. reality TV, right? Mm. Yes. And you're quoting John Paul from Hollyoaks at me, right? <laughs> Jean-Paul Sartre, I think you'll find That's it. That's what yes. I meant, Jean-Paul yeah. Sartre. Jean-Paul Sartre. Jean oh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Sartre. There you go. Yeah, okay. From where's he from? Paris or something? Uh, he'll, he'll be around that area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it'll be. It'll be it, it, yes, if like not an central, 18th then century, suburb. like poet or something. Like a philosopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally on board with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is the lesson? So we've learned from Jean Paul Sartre mm-hmm. that people are dead annoying, right? Yeah. That that to to, to uh, yes. That's what he <laughs> philosophized. That was his quote: "People are dead annoying." Yeah, but yeah. We're trying to learn from reality TV. So yeah. you can tell us, what did you learn from Survivor? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about other people? Mm. I think what I learned about myself was, um, I I am actually, <laughs> this, this uh, I'm going to Beyonce the shit out of this. Do it. But I am a Survivor. 
Oh, I, I did I quite applaud. well. Thank you very much. I applaud. Thank you very much. When it comes to the crunch, I actually did all right. I did all right. And I managed to survive in a sort of human environment as well that did require a, quite a lot of backstabbing stabbing, without being too backstabby. I, mean, I, I think was going to say, did you backstab? Oh, sure, because that was the whole point of the game. But I love I think that. I'd I be did sad it. if you hadn't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, the closer you get to the money, the more you can smell it. That's what I learned as well. The yeah. closer you get to a million quid, you can actually start to smell it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yes, I learned that I will survive. I, and I will, I will play the game. But I think in a sort of, I'm not a true Machiavellian, and I did encounter some of those on that on that show. There were some proper Machiavellian characters on that show, and I, yeah, I w- I'll play the game, but I think I do it gallantly. But I also, I think the big lesson is, you know what, it you never you never, and I've learned this in comedy as well, and you'll know this, you know in. There are jobs that, or opportunities that sometimes come along and your gut reaction goes, oh, don't do that, don't yeah. do that, I can't be asked. don't do it. And then when you sit down and you think about it and you think about, well, you know, this might, this could, if I say yes to this, I don't know who I'm going to meet on the day. I don't know yeah. how that's going to pan out. I don't know where it's going to lead. But if I say no to it, absolutely nothing's going to happen. That's the only guarantee I know. If I say yes to it, I'm opening the door of little possibilities. And that is what I've learned. That is what I've learned. And if I hadn't have done Survivor, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have ended up in LA. I wouldn't have ended up in that situation where I had a massive TV crew filming me walking around a pool in high heels and a leather skirt and me going, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But at least I did it. So the yeah. next time I got put in that situation, I thought, well, I've managed to bullshit it and wing it once. I can bullshit and wing it again. And I think, let's be brutally honest, even with the general public here, that is what a lot of our job is. That is, do you know, I've done material. I was saying this to my boyfriend the other day. I was like, I do material sometimes, but do you know when you do new material and you're reading it off your paper mm. and it's shit? But then when I've actually just memorised it and delivered it with my normal sass, well, it's still a shit, but because I've got the confidence, people yeah. think it's dead funny. That's what, that's what it is, isn't it? It's Smoke and mirrors. Smoke, Smoke and mirrors. Do Smoke you think Survivor and having that time to think on the island mm. kick-started comedy or was it two separate thought processes? No, I think it did. I think it kick-started it because I realised I could make the, the crew laugh as well. And that, you know that. If you make the crew laugh, you know you're sorted. It's yeah. not the audience, it's the crew. Because the crew on these shows, and any TV show that we've ever done, you know the crew works so hard. They work so bloody hard. We get given cups of tea and sit down and pampered. They work so hard. I'm always taking my, you know, they, they're there. And they have to look days. things like heavy yeah. equipment. They we just have to walk around. They have to know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And we just successfully wing it. Let's be honest. Yeah. So I know if you can make a crew laugh anywhere, then you're on to a winner. Because they've, they've heard it, seen it, they've experienced it all. So I knew I was making the crew laugh so that's when i started to think i would really like to do something with this when i i I know i can do something i can do something and um uh that's when i started to and are you in touch with anyone you did survivor with i was briefly in touch with my friend eve and it was quite not eve and i started off really not liking each other we were really yeah she was ex-army and i was so not (laughs) ex-army and um we started off poles apart by the end we we managed to find each other and that was quite nice that was that was actually really nice yeah we managed to find real common ground and um and we did stay in touch for a little bit um but uh yeah i'm surprised no one's reached out to you now do you know like because i would say you are a regular on tv etc so has no one ever like reached out and been like oh my god like you started on a raft and now (laughs) occasionally yeah i mean i wasn't even aware it was only recently that i discovered that all the episodes are on youtube they're Have all you on YouTube. Them? Oh my God, I look so young. I have to say, it's quite interesting to look at yourself 21 years on. You know, this is the other thing I've learned from it as well. You, you know, 21 years ago, I'd have been like, oh, my face is funny, my legs are weird, my boobs are too whatever, my bumps. I look at it and I go, do you know what? You are absolutely fine. Oh. You look great. I look great in a bikini. Here's you the still other... look great in a bikini now. Thanks, babes. Thanks. Yeah. 
but okay weird things that happen as a result of doing a show like that this is the, this is this memory i have months and months after the show went out i was on a really packed platform in london in on the tube and the tube came in and I managed to squeeze myself onto this tube, the front carriage, right? And it was proper armpit to face, armpit to face, packed. And the, the tube didn't move. The door shut and the tube didn't move. And the driver's door opened and the driver went, Zoe? And I went, I, I, yeah? And he went, come and have a seat up here, love. So I squeezed my way through the packed carriage of commuters into the driver's carriage which i'm sure is highly illegal but you know and i sat with him on the little jump seat beside him as i went for to my station and he went oh i thought it was you i loved you on survivor you look cracking in a bikini girl oh. um, <laughs> you're so showbiz i'm so showbiz and it was one of the, honestly Stephen, i've never many members of the general pop you don't get to sit in the front of a tube it's brilliant it's brilliant have Stop you been on the... the front of a tube since? No, never. No, but I got to sit in the front of the tube uh, all the way to my jerk, all the way to my... I was back doing my bar job. Then... Oh, no! <laughs> what was got... that like? I just listened to a podcast with, do you know the band The Saturdays? Yes. And um, so two of them, Rochelle and Frankie, yeah. they started in S Club Juniors, which came about off a reality show. Hello, oh, everyone's yes. done them. Mm. And um, in between S Club Juniors and them getting in the Saturdays, S Club Juniors was huge. Mm. And they just had to go back to like working in a shop. And they said there are people coming up to them being like, why do you work here? They were yeah. like, I mean, yeah. money, did you get that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. And I've had that since as well, because I've had periods where I've been doing comedy and maybe I've done quite a bit of telly and then it stopped. And sometimes it stops for a couple of years. You know, it can just yeah. stop. It just stops. And I was in, I remember being in Tesco and uh, this woman coming up to me and going, you used to be on the telly, what happened? <gasps> and I was like, what? Just, what did you say? Steal piss off you know? <laughs> I oh I was like well you know it's a, it's a fickle business and it, you know it comes and goes comes and goes I'm sure it'll come back I'm sure it'll come back have a, have a, have a lovely day and fuck off um, <laughs> people do say weird shit to us though I, don't they, I they... always have people go why don't you do 8 out of 10 cats? And you go, I've literally done everything else. It yeah. is the only thing that I've not yeah. done. You're hitting me where it hurts. You should do that. You're like, yeah. yes, I should. Yeah. Do you know you what? Know me and my agent it. haven't thought about that. So I'm going to give them a ring and suggest you for the yeah. assistant role. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. So, yes, my secret is out, Stephen. Can you I just my say, so yes. episode one, we had a nice chat about mm. Kim and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Episode two... We've had our first guest. You. Me. Reality Me. star royalty. Yeah. One of the first. One of the first. The original and You've the best. You've done it in such a clever way. Thank you. And you, I what we learned. clever. I think I was just, um... No, maybe Ooh. it was clever. It was clever. You, yeah. So, first of all, we've learned several things. Once again, not from Zoe Lyons, the comedian... But Zoe Lyons, star of Survivor. Yeah. We have learned, one, say yes. Say yes. Because Embrace you wouldn't it. be hosting Lightning now if you didn't do Survivor. You'd still be working in that bar. There is an element of truth in that. Say yeah. yes, and you don't know where it'll end up. You could end up in a leather skirt walking around a beautiful mid-century house in the Hollywood Hills in a pair of high heels that you can't actually walk in. Meeting George Clooney. Meeting George Clooney. Um, my other question is, mm. do you still have the acting bug? And do you ever try and do acting? I do. you were in a play. Acting. I yeah. was in a play. And I try and do acting. <laughs> No, you I, know what I, I like, mean. I like you probably do, you know, those awful um, uh, self-tapes. I've said to... no to self-tapes. If I'm but not just... in a room, I'm not going to get the job. So that's me still trying to act. But but thankfully other stuff's in uh, is happening. So I'm what, sorry um, that. What the reality show? Would, mm. If you had to do a reality show this year, what would you do? Oh. Okay. Does... um. Does um, SAS count? Yeah. SAS wins? Yeah. 
that. Do you not think it would kill you? Possibly, but I don't mind that thought. Well, I true, mean, you've already done this one. I've already done Survivor, yeah. Because it's your think... 20th anniversary since doing Survivor. 21st, yeah. 21st. Let's so... get me on um, cel- uh, SAS, Who Dares Wins. I'd like, oh yeah. Oh, my God. You'd yeah, I'll run around. Yeah, that. I'd be perfect. Be absolutely perfect. I'll chuck like, you actually, like, run every week and shit. So. Yeah, carrying stuff. I do my CrossFit. I mean, I do... I do middle-aged lady CrossFit. Um, we don't run with kettlebells. We just run with kettles and then have a cup of tea. <laughs> so it's quite nice. <laughs> oh, my God. As if I yeah. couldn't love you more. Now I just feel like I'm friends with another yeah. reality star, which you know what you're I You're welcome, Stephen. I know how much it tickles your boat. So it's, Oh, my uh, God. I welcome. can put you in like my same like group as like yeah. Kerry Katona and Duncan from Blue. I really, I hope you do. I really hope you do. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, I mean, I I do. That's where yeah. I place myself, very yeah. much between Kerry and Duncan. Yeah. You know, That's what I thought. Ask. So listen, we've come yeah. to the part of the show that yeah. we like to call Let's Talk About the Husband. Let's Talk About the Husband. Where every week we, uh, we or where every episode we, uh, we discuss our husband of the week. So tell me, who is yours? Well, mine's a flashback to Survivor. And uh, a guy called Mick who was on the show, who was a retired police officer. And uh, I love Mick because he just really didn't care. He was really good fun. But the thing I really admired about Mick was when we went to the island, we could take nothing with us other than we had a... a Like, we had... um, Like, you could have one luxury. And um, I think mine was a toothbrush. Um, I really wish I'd chosen tweezers because I went full Crusoe over the course of a month. Anyway, so Mick... Right, because we hadn't, we weren't supposed to take anything with us. When he left the hotel, he shoved a sausage up his bum and smuggled a sausage onto the island. No, he didn't. He did, he did, he did. He wrapped it in cling film and he shoved it up his bum. How far did Mick make it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say how far did the sausage went. No, I'm not sure. I'm, I don't need to know. Mick went quite far. I don't know how far the sausage went. <sighs> I, I'm, I don't, I'm not privy to that information. But I always remember thinking, what a versatile man. What a... What a genius. Everybody needs a mick in their life with a sausage up his arse. Did he so, share the sausage? I think he tried to share the sausage, and um, I think we all politely declined. It's Even in starvation situations, you will t- turn down a smuggled sausage. A shitty sausage. Yes. <laughs> um, so my husband of the week was kind of inspired by Survivor, but I went a bit... Kanye West with it. Right. Do you know Bear Grylls, Star of the Island? Yes, I do. Have you... I am obsessed with Bear Grylls. Really? He is always one of my torsos of the week. He's everything I feel like. Do you know, like, if you had an affair with someone, mm. he's, like, the perfect person to have an affair with because you're just there for, like, the kisses and the cuddles in the in the camp forest. <laughs> But he's not interested enough to actually run off with. <laughs> Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. And I he's like that's... a posh boy. Like he's actually a posh boy. So it's well, like, actually, could he survive on the island without a film crew? I always I question know. that. I always question that when I see him leaping from rock to rock, like some sort of maniacal frog. I'm always going, looking for I'm the here invisible on my own. Spring. And you're like, are you there on your own? Who's filming Look this? Look at him. Look at him. Oh, wow, that is quite a good torso. He is Stephen's just showing me a picture of his torso. That is quite a good torso. Yeah. You can put a picture out with the episode, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Put put out um, a picture. We'll have a picture of a sausage and uh, Bear Grylls' torso, and I think that will really sum it up. And I want you to find a picture of you in L.A., in that I outfit. will try and find that picture. I will try and find a picture. Did they cut your hair into like a bob or something? No, no, they left the hair. I was, but I was about four hours in makeup. I mean, I did look ridiculous. It did not look like me. It did I, not look like please me. Please find those pictures. I will try and find. In the old pictures. days, you probably just have them printed off, eh? Yeah, probably from you know boots or, or snappy snaps. Yeah, yeah I'll try in and an find an album them. in an album somewhere. So yes, so that, uh, that that's that. My secret is out. And I and I hope you understand and still still have respect for me, and uh, we can. I forward. have more respect Good. for you, unless you're talking to the listener. Uh, well, the res- the listener has lost all respect now. Yeah. But um, I feel that this gives us maybe a more um, even ground on which to move forward with our podcast. This totally explains why we can continue this show now. There you go.
That's why I said yes. And you know when you come after the Kardashians on our Kardashian episode, or Love Island, when you, we do our Love Island episode, you know if you try and come for them, I'm going to remind you yeah. of what we've discussed here today. We can come back to this. We can re-explore it. There's many yeah. things I haven't told you, so we can oh, re-explore it. I'm going to keep flinging this back because you know what you just said about Mick and the So Sarge? Mm. It's very about, do you remember Kinga from Big Brother with a bottle of vino? Did she shove that up her ass? Not up her back, bum. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny. You go away and contemplate what I've talked about. Oh my about god, it. I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have a cup of tea and really let it soak in. Yeah. And you know I'm gonna go to YouTube and watch yeah. every episode. I feel like I'm scared this podcast got to be renamed Let's Talk About Zoe Lyons on Survivor. No, we'll we'll just dip in and out, that's all. How we many need. episodes is it like fifteen? Oh there were twelve. I yeah, am absolutely going to Go oh, deep. I'm gonna yeah. watch one a week and then every one we talk about I'm going to be like, is that like the time when you did this on the raft? Yeah. Oh. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. I think I got way more out of this than you'll probably ever get. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Google it if you want to see me in a loincloth. Uh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to see me in a loincloth? Um, and uh, a rather silly hat. Zoe Lyons, warrior princess. Absolutely. Rocking that look. Rocking that look. Oh, my God. So um, we'll be back next week to talk more yes. about your husband. We'll be talking more about the husband. Goodbye. Ta-ta. A podcast from producer Paul UK. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.